you think by the title that I'm giving parenting advice, which is as far away from the reality as possible. But let me explain to you what I mean by don't let your children do things that makes you hate them. And this is something that you can actually apply to so many areas in your life that it's insane. So I'm 99.9% sure that this is a rule of Jordan Peterson um, in his book 12 Rules. It's differently phrased and I've read his book at the beginning of the year, so it's probably just stuck into my mind, right? And you know how they say that 99.9 of the things that you're creating are actually reiterations of other people's ideas? Well, I'm thinking that this is probably the case. But in all fairness, this is such an important advice that um, I just want to share it with you. So, it's not only about your children, it's about your friends as well, it's about your family. Basically, don't allow them to do things that you absolutely hate and that you will resent them for. What does this mean? Uh, and when you first hear it, it's gonna sound selfish, it's gonna sound self-centered. Well, well-behaved people, people who are likable, people who are nice and kind to others, have always been the ones that their peers loved, their peers cared for, their peers tried to support, right? So, see, if you're a really obnoxious person, let's say you talk a lot and you talk about things that only interest you. That's a very quick and short definition of an obnoxious person. Also a person who maybe doesn't care about rules of communication, like uh, interrupts people often, doesn't care about, uh, you know, subjects proposed by other people, um, and uh, eventually a person who's really selfish in communication, right? So it's your duty, if that person is your child, to tell them. Because see, children were the young, that's where their focus is. They are built to survive, they are built to learn, they are built to put themselves in the center of the universe. So it's very important to teach them that there are other people around them. Uh, those people have needs, those people have wants, and those people have wishes. And they shouldn't necessarily cater for them, but they should always be, or always take them into account, right? Always be aware of the people that they're interacting with. And I'm not gonna lie, it's tough and it's hard. And that's why socializing takes a lot of time. And that's why we're comparing to our ancestors. We're terrible at socializing because our ancestors weren't living in blocks where, uh, you know, you'd have, let's say two or three people in a flat and then another two or three people in, in another flat and then maybe on the same story you'd have like uh, 10 people and then you have 10 stories and that's a block, right? People were living in communities, in houses that usually left were left open, were left unlocked and um, that's somehow before the... Victorian era, right? If you go closer to the Industrial Revolution and what has happened afterwards, well, the families were much larger. There was still the sense of community, but because of the exodus from um, the rural areas to the urban areas, 
this started happening more and more. We started isolating ourselves through the way that we're living. So I'm not saying it's good, I'm not saying it's bad. There are advantages and disadvantages, but just so you know, you are getting way less practice than your ancestors did. And humans are terrible at socializing. Humans are self-centered, they're directed by their own needs, and I'm telling you this as a person who absolutely loves humans. Like, I love the way that um, we choose to act in different moments. Like, I still don't understand and cannot comprehend how humans are not always selfish, because that's the default mode. That's how our brain seems to function. But still, that's not the truth. Humans are not always selfish. There are different situations of incredible uh, distress when you find a person who's basically gifting all of his or her resources to another person, right? Let's say um, a father who's raising his children, right? His resources might be time and his power to work and he's putting everything in to feed those children, right? So people are amazing and they're able to achieve wonderful things. But you should always be aware of our default mode that basically tells us to be really annoying. Because there is a part of self which always tries to take over any discussion with issues such as Hey, that interests me. It's all about me, me, me. Uh, this issue is interesting to me, so I'm gonna talk about it. Oh, I love this hobby. Um, it uh, makes me feel good. It's all about me, right? So, it's very easy to go into this pitfall. And your child has no way of knowing when he or she does that. And it's your way and it's your actual, to be fair, role as a parent to educate the child. And you have to discipline your child and you have to be able to make him or her understand how socializing really is and this starts at a really young age this starts at the age of three a child who is rejected by his peers by the age of five and this was a study right um, I forgot in which psychology um, publication it was right? but it was a study telling that children who are five and cannot integrate have an increased chance of becoming delinquent right because they will not fit and they cannot fit and see usually the socializing begins at the age of two and at the age of three children can already socialize with one another if your child hits the other children with their toys it's your duty as your parent to say stop it that's not how we play nicely that's not how we share that's not i i don't know what you want to say Again, I'm not giving you parenting advice here because I don't really care about that issue, but I'm saying this to make a point. And let's go to the point because this has been pretty long and I think you understand the idea. The point is that you have to do the same thing with your family, with your friends, with your people that you're living with. And it's true that the more time you spend with a person, the more you become similar. Right? That's why if you're in a relationship, you're gonna take the other person's uh, verbatims, right? <laughs> and uh, it's, it's kind of funny and there are jokes around it. And as you know, jokes that make people laugh mean 
they're sort of true. You, usually humor is based on things that um, might be slightly offensive or we don't want to uh, recognize them, but it's true. That's why, so the joke is that usually your girl starts talking as yourself after a while. And it's, it's true, right? It's true because I've seen this over and over again. So, don't let the people around you be obnoxious. I know it's easy, I know you might want to do it, I know you might feel like, hey, it's their business, or I don't want to hurt their feelings, but you shouldn't be rude when saying this, but you should be really mindful and you should tell them, hey, you know, the thing that you're doing there pushes people away. The fact that you're always talking about what interests you and let's say that you're interrupting people. Uh, that really pushes people off, that really annoys people. Or let's say the fact that you are always talking about your boyfriend or girlfriend, right? Maybe some people don't want to hear about that, right? It's always in a, in a communication, it's always about the other person, it's not about you. It's not about you, that's what makes a good communicator, right? And the communication becomes increasingly interesting if both people are interested in the other person more than they are interested in themselves. That's why I always tell people when they're asking me if I love to talk more or if I love the other person to talk more, I always have the same answer, which is like, I kind of know what I want to say and that I don't know what the other person wants to say. So I would much rather listen to them rather than just listen to myself talking. And I have moments. I really do. I know that like, a few months ago, I uh, basically went out with a friend and I remember that I talked for four hours almost non-interrupted. Guess what? I haven't spoken with that friend since because that friend said, hey, you know what? Uh, it was all about you and it was really annoying and I got really tired. I just wanted to go home. And um, also, I believe it also had something to do, um, I think he uh, was thinking that I was gonna pay for the meal, but we said that we should split it, but yeah, this is just another, another side note, but I think the main reason was the fact that I really talked a lot during that interaction. And uh, it happens, right? But don't make this a habit. And always try and help people if you know something if you feel like they're doing something wrong always try and tell them in a manner which is loving in a manner which shows that you care but be firm in what you're saying because if a person let's say throws a fit a tantrum right about something completely useless you can be playful and make jokes around it but tell them like don't let it sleep right if the person is rude with the waiter you can tell them something like, oh, so your food was that terrible um, that you had to uh, <laughs> to just uh, yell at the waiter, right? Or something like, oh, it, mean, it seems like they put some um, peppers in your food. Or, you know, stupid jokes like that. Always do it with a smirk, with a laugh. I shouldn't teach you how this works because I'm sure that you know better than myself. And uh, you have ways of diffusing conflict better than this 
but that's what you should aim to do. So don't let the people that you love do things that you hate and that would make you resent them, right? Um, some example of it, I'm thinking... Um, oh, what? that's one thing. Talking during movies. I'm big on that. Like, if I'm at... I don't care if I'm at home. But if I'm at the cinema, and if the person that I'm with talks, I'm gonna tell him or her. Or I'm gonna tell the group, right? If I'm with friends, I'm gonna tell them, hey, let's just keep it quiet. It really bothers me. Uh, and I know there are a lot of people with who are bothered by this, right? So that's why I chose to give this as an example. But the examples are many and varied, right? So just try and do your best and don't be don't uh, come from the position because sometimes when you start doing this it's very easy to come across as a know-it-all try to be humble try to always come from the position of hey i'm probably wrong but you know i still have to say this because i believe it's true right so most of the times you have to give the other person basically control over the situation because if you do so then the other person can say hey you know what yeah i tend to do this or hmm it doesn't looks like it doesn't look like it's sorry for me and it's fine you just let it be there you did your duty but if you are a know-it-all and you try and say yeah uh, you know what all the people who are talking during movies shows that uh, they don't know how to respect the movie makers. You sound like an asshole, you sound like a douche, and um, the other person is gonna be like, yeah, you know who I don't respect? You, <laughs> right? And uh, you can, like, it can go further from here, but uh, let's not get into yo mama jokes, uh, because that would be so, so, like in the 90s. But with this in mind, thank you for listening to this, and I'm hoping the concept will prove to be useful for you sometimes like it's tough to balance it because I know like I'm I'm meeting with people and I want to tell them certain things so bad so that I might come across as rude right or as lecturing them or whatnot and uh, you have to understand that you always have to tone it down or to take it a notch up you always have to measure where that person is, where their energy level is at, what their current mood is, and to act accordingly, right? Because people might not be in uh, in the mood for a discussion on higher topics, maybe they really are tired and they just want to hear you bitching about the traffic because they feel like the traffic is really horrible and they would really love somebody else to bitch about the traffic. Right, and in that case, yeah, just go ahead, right? Uh, so always gauge the other person's, um, let's say, spirit, right? So with this in mind, thank you so much again for listening. It's been a massive pleasure talking to you as always. I know you could hear some sounds in the background, but it's so lovely outside. It just rained, the weather is honestly, the temperature is perfect. And it's just way too nice not to um, spend my evening with my windows um, wide open, right? So you 
will have to deal with the background, no background noise. And thank you for doing that, by the way. So we're gonna catch each other soon again. I haven't honestly put in as much effort as before in keeping a schedule. And why is that? I haven't been doing this as a side gig or I'm not trying to get anything away from this. I'm always and only trying to give away information. And when times where I can speak and I can be honest with you arise, I'm more than happy to share my thoughts, right? There are days in which I'm literally so, so crammed that I do not get the 15 minutes or 20 minutes or 30 minutes to be able to openly talk with you. And all that I'm doing is free-flowing as it is right now. And this is one of the reasons why I'm incredibly grateful uh, for being able, after one year and one month of doing this podcast, to be way more verbally accurate, I would say, than I was before. And yeah, there are some fillers. You can still hear them in my speech because sometimes I'm literally just browsing ideas as I go. But it gets way better in time. Anything gets way better with practice, right? And the same is with socializing, which was basically the topic of today. That's, <laughs> Jesus Christ, the topic of today. Yeah, I'm hungry, I'm gonna go eat because I'm already speaking about topics. So, hey, yeah, see ya.